Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> Taylor, you're not supposed to laugh. Start I over. Can't. No. <laughs> That's our intro, guys. Hi, guys. It's Tipsy Tays. Coming at you a little tipsy. Just a little. Just just a little. Um, So, you guys, believe it or not, we have another story today. What? A story? (gasps) Yes, see, it is called um, The Candyman. Ooh. Yeah, I put spooky. Ah. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) So, let's just jump into it. We're going to set the scene. Um, with a few facts, homies, for real, for real, no cap. Okay? Yeah. Science rules. Anyways. <laughs> Our story starts in Houston, <laughs> where we meet a, na- a man, a name man, a, a man named, named man. <laughs> Dean Coral. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce the last name, but I, I just uh, like assume it's like that Walking Dead meme where it's like Coral, Coral. <laughs> So Dean Coral, and he was known for spending most of his time at the small candy factory that his mother owned, and wow, for the most a part, lady owning a factory. Wow! I know, I know. Women really can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, especially for the, honestly for the time frame. Yeah, but you, you'll figure out she's kind of a hussy. Oh, but anyways, old Madam Candy Factory. <laughs> That was but, the name of it? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Anyways, was, we're not going to um, promote brothels or BDSM here. And so, you guys, for the most part, Dean Coral, he got along with, you know, most of the neighborhood kids. He was known to slip some candy to local school children, Ooh. which is how he earned the name The Candyman. And this was as an adult? Uh, nine. I think he was like a young teen here. Oh, okay. Well, still weird, right. but yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, I wouldn't say young. Maybe like 17, 18. It really didn't give ages mm, and yeah. it didn't give names. So I just kind of refer to his mom as Dean's mom the whole time. And then he <laughs> even has it. a younger brother that I just ended up calling no name. Dean's brother. So Dean is the named man and everyone else is unnamed. Yeah, pretty much. I couldn't I'm sure if I would have delve a little deeper I could have found it, but I was like, yeah, this this is a, this article went so in depth. I was like, yeah. I'll get my info from here. But anyways, so behind the sweet smile, you guys, Dean had a dark secret. He had a gluten allergy. No, not the gluten. No. My mom. Is this my mom? Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> well anyways we shouldn't joke about sensitive topics taylor so yeah. let his real secret you guys i'm sorry for you know going a little dark there um he murdered at least 28 young men and boys <laughs> so oh god whew. anything but the gluten, god it wasn't though. a gluten allergy <laughs> <laughs> so the the this crime spree was it was first dubbed um houston mass murders and it wasn't until Dean's death in 1973 that his kind of truth came to light. Damn. And um, I'm not going to give away who puts an end to this man, though, but we'll kind of save it for the end. Um, so let's start at the beginning. 
it's pretty standard at this time that people who kill usually have some tragic backstory that pushed them to like these horrific acts. Yeah, usually. Um, but not this guy. <gasps> nope, this guy. He, from what we know, he was loved and honestly, I, I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. He was so hot. Like, I understand. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I, you keep I'm not gonna put the, the joke. I'm gonna Google a picture of him. Look up young him because I feel like his yeah. You know, as we get older, our looks fade. But anyways, so. Oh, um, ew! Yeah. No, he was not. The pictures I saw, he was so hot. I would have sucked the skin off that man. Hold on, Dean. He looks or... like a a nerd. Okay, well, I have a thing for guys that look like they're in IT. Wait, was I uh, looking at maybe. his accomplice? No, oh. it is him. Uh, but it's. It's the picture of him sitting in the chair. He looks cute. That's the only yeah. one I saw. Yeah, okay. I get, I'll give you that. Oh, ew, never mind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he like 4'9"? <laughs> ew, you don't... Listen. Oh, no, I can't say it. Because there's no way for me to phrase it without sounding like I'm calling this person ugly. So, anyways. Um, Dean was born in 1939 in the, in the Hoosier State. <laughs> Indiana! Indiana! but he came from the gross part no (laughs) screw you taylor anyways he came from the gross part of the state fort wayne and um the only real things i could find that pointed to some issues at home was that his parents occasionally argued oh his dad was strict so Mm -hmm. mine look how i turned out Not a serial killer, as far as you know. (laughs) I bet you are. You're a pharmacist. Well, I definitely wouldn't have 28 bodies under my belt. You'd have more. Yeah, I'd have 57. That's such a specific number, Taylor. Hmm. Actually, it's 69. (laughs) That would be it. And you'd leave it there. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> she couldn't hurt a fly, you guys. But no. in 1946, his parents divorced. Oh, just God. to get married again. <laughs> yeah, they got married again. And you guys, I'm just gonna say, if it doesn't work out, leave it alone. There's yeah. a reason it ended the first time. There is a reason it ended the first time. And I bet you guys didn't think I would come in here with an example because they got divorced right after they got married again. Jesus. Mm-hmm. They wasted Trust so me, much money. Trust me, just leave that man or woman alone. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know how much it costs. I feel like it, you could like do it through the state and get like yeah. a low cost one. Also, then would you say that you've been married twice, but it's like to no. the same person. So you had only been married once. Yeah. I don't know. That is weird. Hmm. What's the etiquette behind that? I don't know. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> After the second divorce, Dean's mom married a traveling salesman, and they ended up settling down in Vidora, Texas. Hmm. Um, I don't know Did what that accent travel? was, but... Yeah, no. Actually, I think so. But they had never been happier at the end. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> we gotta get to the meat and potatoes. Meat and taters. Taylor, this is your cue. I'm sorry. What? Look at the script. Oh, I'm looking at the script. Um, um, ooh, a 
Oh, oh, uh. Thank you. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> in school, <laughs> Dean was reportedly well-behaved and made decent grades. Um, he was also quite the ladies' man, dating many women from the neighborhood. Damn, he was a ladies' man. This is my man? favorite part. This is my favorite part. Uh-huh. Sounds like my friend who earned the title the whore of Indianapolis and she wears it as a badge of honor. <laughs> no! But look at how I put it in the script. Oh, man. The whore of Indianapolis. I but it says, sounds like me. <laughs> you guys, Taylor, I, I wrote do. this story for her, but I, I messed up. And she read the it last was his two turn stories. To read. Yeah. Because he can't so, read. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Call me Leah Michelle. <laughs> yeah, so let's look at how seemingly normal, now not super hot, now that we saw more pictures. Yeah. Let's look at how a seemingly normal um, four out of ten all-American guy of the 1950s could become the Candyman serial killer of the 1970s that we all Don't know I- and love. That we all know and love. It's it's kind of sad and creepy that the nexus between these two stories appears to have been the mother's candy company. And so in the mid-1950s, Dean's mother and stepfather started a candy company called Pecan Prince. And it was initially working out of the family's garage. And from the very start, Dean played a crucial role in, role in the company. That's how you know I'm getting drunk. So I can't. <laughs> I really can't read. I told you all. Um, yeah, we were there. I can't read. <laughs> so the hardest part of telling the story is having to let you guys know that Dean's mom and stepdad did not last five ever. <gasps> Sadly, but they, they were did so get happy. divorced. They were the happiest <laughs> they've ever been. Was that not <laughs> enough? Was that not enough? Some people they just can never get enough, Taylor. <laughs> they did not love each other five ever. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> that was amazing. And by the you guys, by the time that happened, <laughs> Dean had a lot of experience working at the candy store. And at some point, Dean went back to the good old Hoosier State um, to care for his, his widowed grandma. But by 1962, he had returned to Texas to help his mom with her new business venture. And... I don't know what happened to the grandma, honestly. She, she might have just croaked on her own. Yeah, I'm sure at this Maybe point on her she's own, dead. but did he do it? <gasps> dun dun. There was I couldn't find it. She Maybe might that have was died at the first victim. Maybe he got bored of being with some old biddy and was like, Okay, if I just kill this bitch. Yeah, then I can go back wherever I want. Yeah. Ugh. This is where we get into the gross part that makes me squeam, but so this was a I I don't listen. So they basically spent all their tokens and upgraded the candy shop to a candy company called Coral Candy Company. That's His mom dumb. named Dean. Well, yeah, but I. I think that joke goes over everybody's head. Like his, oh, hold on. Let me finish this. I'll tell you. His mom named Dean the VP and his younger brother, no name, the secretary treasurer. (laughs) No name. (laughs) So that joke where I said he spent all his tokens, like this, you know, those mobile games where you spend your tokens to upgrade your buildings. (laughs) I was 
I was kind of already drinking when I was finishing this part because I was revising, adding the jokes like I do the day of. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but so Dean ended up getting drafted um, in 1964 to the army, and he spent about ten months serving the great people of the U.S. of A. Wait, we had a um. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. We had a what? Never mind. I was gonna sound dumb. I was gonna say we had a draft. Was that was that what the, war was that for? The Vietnam? War? I think that's I think I think that's the war that Donald Trump got out of. Uh, Remember he was drafted too and was yes. like, Wait, I'm super rich. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So our our boy Dean, he applied for a hardship discharge, citing that he needed to go back and help his mom with a candy company. After those 10 months. Okay, I would do that too if I was in the draft. I'd be like, um, I need to go back and help with the laundry. My mom can't do it anymore by herself. I would shoot <laughs> myself in the foot, honestly. Yeah, take I would. one for the team. And by team, I mean myself to get me the fuck right. out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it gets fixed for free. You're in the army. You rock. But it was 1960, so, I mean, how good was medicine? Not great. Had we even found antibiotics yet? I don't know. I don't know. I would just imagine having to bite down on a soggy rag while they pry <laughs> a bullet out of your foot with no anesthesia. And you'll probably still Now I'm going to leave you guys gangrene. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I thought I had gangrene. But anyways... <laughs> I'll leave you guys with that Plot too. Plot twist. Plot twist. Josh has no foot. <laughs> so it was approved. He got discharged. Um, he went back to help his mom with a candy company. Pretty une pretty uneventful. Um, but just a subpar looking man running a candy shop. Nothing to see here. Until there was. <gasps> yeah. So. Some people might be looking at the story and be like, oh, Dean running a candy shop, giving candy to kids, you know, just a great neighborhood guy. No. And his mom's kind of a cunt. And I'm just going to say it. So Dean's involvement with the company was not as wholesome as you might think. Uh-oh. There was warning signs that he was interested in underage boys. Oh. Yeah. He was... Yeah. <gasps> He, he was, was infected by the gay. He was a queer. No. <laughs> <laughs> One young teenage boy who worked at the company complained to Dean's mom, her name was Mother, that he was <laughs> making sexual advances on him. And in response, that cunt fired the boy. Probably Ooh. the best thing that ever happened to the boy, honestly, you know, well, given yeah. the circumstances. But, but still, I what mean, the fuck? So she was an enabler. She yeah, was she was a victim blamer. Yeah, mm -hmm. what the fuck? I'm telling you right now, bitch, it just gets gross. Ew. Like, uh, so, the candy factory in itself, as you guys would think, it, it attracted a lot of young boys, both as employees and customers, and <clears throat> a lot of the employees were runaways or troubled youth, and Dean kind of got a hold of them and got really friendly. Friendly. Um, he and yeah, um, yeah, friendly in quotes. He installed a pool table where 
like employees, only young boys and like their friends could like gather throughout the day, you know, just release some steam. And it like Dean was reported. "Mm, Yeah, (laughs) soon. But (laughs) Dean, it was reported that he was so flirtatious with them. And like, keep in mind, he was like, so he's born in 39. This was in the 60s. He was actually around like late 20s, like 20s early 30s. 20s to 30s. Ew. Yeah. And so one of these boys he befriended was a 12 year old boy named David Brooks. <clears throat> Over the next ew, two years, David. Dean would groom. David, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Anyways, uh, Dean would groom him. And by the time he was 14, Dean was sexually abusing the boy on a regular basis and bribing Ew. him with gifts and money for his silence. And candy. I bet candy. Well, I, what I want to do for a Twizzler. I mean, at 14. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, I was doing freaky stuff pretty young. I'd do it for some candy. Yeah, you would. Anyways, I, I'm not sure how to feel about it because once the story progresses, you're kind of like, they both, they all suck. So... I mean, yeah. that's just disgusting, Let's, though, because he's, like, almost 30. And, and this he's, is that boy was 12. Kid. Like, that's disgusting. I mean, yeah. Ugh. I mean, by the time he was 14, he was, like, raping him. So oh they God. say groomed. They say groomed, but they make it seem like a Stockholm Syndrome. So I want to say raping, but, like, this kid had, like, just kind of was okay with it but only because of like the stockholm syndrome of yeah it. yeah wasn't I, consensual yeah. at all but i guess some of you guys can take a little solace in knowing he wasn't like scratching or screaming to get away that's how i had to think about it like while i was typing this because i was so yeah. disturbed like it I yeah was like because like, he's a child and like either way he can't like give consent to that but mm-hmm. like this guy had groomed him to the point where he was like it was just okay normal. with it quote unquote like yeah. at the moment but like it, it still was not consensual yeah. and it was rape no yeah it was rape but, but not like, like violent yeah right yeah that's kind of how it took solace and knowing it wasn't violent <laughs> yeah <laughs> trigger warning <laughs> but like so these things with these true crime stories and even when i watch like true crime on youtube i feel like which you'll figure out why <clears throat> nobody's fully a victim in this story besides the people that were murdered. And that's how I feel. So it's time to get into why I feel that way. So let's get into the crimes. Um, so <clears throat> sorry, you guys, while Dean was abusing Brooks, he was constantly on the prowl looking for more boys to rape and even murder. Um, One is not in nineteen seventy. No, and this one's sad. So, the year's 1970. Um, Dean took his first victim. His name was Jeffrey Conan. And uh, I did put this, didn't I? Um, it makes me sad because Jeffrey was super cute. <laughs> um, he had his whole life ahead of him. And he, well, the reason why I say super cute is because he had, like, a baby face. Like, you look at him, you just feel bad. Um, he had his whole life ahead of him. He was just 18, and... He was hitchhiking from Austin, Texas to Houston, and it was thought that Jeffrey was trying to get to his girlfriend's house, 
and Dean offered to give him a ride, and it's believed that Jeffrey was raped and then murdered. They didn't, like, explain how he was. So part of me, because all the other victims, they gave us two ways that they were killed. This kind of makes me worried that Jeffrey's was a little more gruesome, and that's why they didn't state the fact of how it happened. But, um, so just a few months after his first kill, it was it was a December day, and Dean thought to himself, you know what, I'm going to abduct two teenage boys. And he did. Two. Yeah, and he tied him to his bed and was in the process of sexually assaulting him, like them, when his accomplice Brooks walked in. And Brooks Not was like, Brooks. Ugh. he was like, what's going on? What's going on? Dean, it's a party. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Here's, no, up. this is. No, no, because that's kind of how he looks at it. And this is where I hope most of you sane people your view of brooks kind of shifts but yeah so at first dean was like oh i'm part of a gay porn ring and he claimed that he sent those two boys when they disappeared to california to being gay porn but he later confessed to brooks that he had killed them both <laughs> and to keep brooks silent which brooks willingly kept silent Dean bought him a Corvette. He also offered $200 for any boy that Brooks could bring him. And that fucker agreed to it. And that's sick. There, there's there's yeah. Stockholm Syndrome, which is like being okay with the abuse. Like you training yourself to be okay with the abuse to handle it better internally. Yeah. And then that you go through. Where yeah, and then there's... a participant willingly a participant willingly grabbing other boys for money and gifts that makes you sick yeah because at that point he mm. could have literally just went to the police right but, he would be well, saving yeah, yeah he could have he would have saved 26 other people yeah but he's not even the worst one which will <laughs> it's almost there Look. so here in incoming elmer henley so one of the boys brooks brought his name was elmer and Elmer. he up, was bitches? raped oh yeah he was raped <laughs> by um by dean and then but instead of killing him dean just recruited him to do the same thing that brooks was doing offering the 200 dollars for any boy he could bring him and henley later complained and said dean told me he would pay me 200 for every boy i could bring in maybe more if they were really good looking in Ew. reality, he only ever paid me five or ten. So Henley's a piece of shit, too, for one, complaining Ugh. about the payouts he's getting for taking someone's life. So I don't believe Henley's Ew. claim to being groomed. It's like Dean mm. is, like, creating an army of people to just, like, bring him children. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. He... They become the fucking three Scrooges. Like, threesome. Three Stooges. Yeah. Well, three yeah. Scrooges. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like the, the I mean, newborn army in Eclipse, the Twilight movie Eclipse. Where... I've never seen them. <laughs> ah, shit. I've seen the, like, the, and I've seen the scene where they all start fighting. And then all of a sudden it's like a dream or a vision or some shit. And I'm like, really? Yeah. 
know. There's like this one like rival vampire and she's like making all these new vampires that are like baby vampires, but not babies, but like newborn vampires. So they're all super strong when they first turn and she's like trying to take them and kill the Cullens. And yeah, it's. Oh my God. That it's is reminds wild. Me of, of that. Like he's created, he's like grabbing these people and he's like. Bring me, bring me more pedophile murders. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, Taylor, that's so. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I know it's gross. so. He, Henley or Elmer, so Elmer said he only learned when you know because obviously there's a trial, and Elmer said in quotes that he only lured young boys to their death because his family was in financial hardships okay but after like one or two times of him paying you five or ten dollars would you not be like where's my fucking 200 exactly i'm trying to get my family out of financial hardships right how's but i'll still do it do that (laughs) period you guys even for the time like the even in the 1970s five dollars still wasn't shit yeah. you'd probably get a full tank of gas let me look it up and a coke but like that's it $5 so sorry keep yeah going. what's no no you're fine what's i want to i'm interested to know how much is it worth now literally thirty eight seventy seven. so <laughs> yeah you're right it would literally get a tank of gas not even i fucking pay almost 50 dollars to fill up my damn gas tank i haven't put gas in my car in like a month so i don't go Lucky anywhere bitch thanks i gotta do it like every week anyway sorry sorry bitch but yeah so <laughs> and but they also said when he was interviewed about the murders he seemed almost flattered to be included in the game of killing Me? people what Who, why I, yes clutch I my did. pearls <laughs> yeah, a a beautiful man like me <laughs> he was cute but anyways together in the 70s brooks and henley would help the candy man the candy man killer abduct boys and young men ranging in ranging in age from 13 to 20 and the three used dean's plymouth gtx muscle car and his white van to lure the boys often using candy <gasps> alcohol or drugs to get them inside is this where yeah. like the candy to get little kids yeah. in like the white rape van yes. came from oh my god yes. <gasps> that's what i thought it immediately i was like um that's for sure where that came from holy shit that's crazy mm. yeah and so they would take the boys home taylor where they would bound and gag the victims Ew. and horrifically dean sometimes forced them to write postcards to their families to say that they were okay and the the worst part listen each victim would be tied to a wooden torture board where they would be brutally raped after that some victims were strangled to death and others were shot at point blank range and it it's good to know that every boy that those two guys brought back were murdered there was nobody that got away in the 28 every guy that they brought oh back my was murdered God. Uh... And both of the accomplices, um, Henley and Brooks, they participated in the crimes, like helped rape 
um, and kill. And Brooks later described Henley, which is Elmer, as being ex- especially sadistic. So, like, he liked it. Uh, I'm going to include this next part as kind of like a summed up version because... I'm bad a bunch of you guys are like, why didn't the parents go to the police? Blah, 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 blah. Parents did. But remember I mentioned that a lot of these people were runaways or troubled youth? Yeah. That's kind of what they... Police probably were like, oh, they just ran away. They do that even with people who don't run away. Like, who have never had any problems when kids go missing. They're like, oh, they probably just ran away. Based on what? (laughs) Right, there was a guy named Everett Waldrop, or Wal, yeah, Waldrop. He camped out on that police department door for eight months every morning, and all they did was say to him, "Why are you down here? You know your boys are runaways." You know what's fucked up about that? Both of his sons, fifteen-year-old Donald and thirteen-year-old Jerry, were killed by Dean. And. <clears throat> The chief eventually, because of these murders, after everything's settled and everything's found out, he got voted out of office. Good. Um, in the first election that was held after the murders. Good. Screw that guy. Yeah. For for you to be there for eight months straight, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. And then to be they told they're runaways. Off. Yeah. Yeah, and then to find out both of them were actually killed by right. this man. Both of them. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Not one. Both. Like, and little kids like that, they don't run away and, like, figure out how to live. They, If they run away, they run away for, like, a day, and then they come back and they're like, I'm hungry. Like, they don't have fucking money. They, they aren't old enough to get a job. Like, how are they going to live? They can't get an apartment. <laughs> Where are they running away Bitch. to? They're not running exactly. away. Exactly. So, oh, <sighs> fuck the police. So, thankfully, you guys, karma comes around sometimes and brings some justice. Um, after three years, I love that song, <laughs> and it knocks you down. Just get back up, <laughs> <sighs> bitch. Sorry. <I'll- laughs> Sorry, guys. So, is your cat annoying you? Yeah, he's pushing something off the table. Oliver. I don't know what it is. Do you need to stop yeah. him? No, it's, it's fine. fine. If Max came over off, and put his butthole in your face earlier. I saw it on the camera. He did. <laughs> These cats want to give me pink eye and kill me. <laughs> so, after three years and 28 known murders, because there could be more, Dean turned on Elmer. <gasps> on that day, Elmer learned lured two teens, Tim Curley, and this is the part that you're gonna be like, what? And Rhonda Williams to Dean's home. A Rhonda's lady. a woman, you guys. A lady. a lady. And so Yeah, Williams was the only girl known to to have been targeted during the murder spree. It's kind of crazy. And Elmer insisted he wasn't planning on attacking on attacking either of them and that they were just there to party. The the group drank heavily and huffed paint to get high before they all fell asleep. This sounds like you me know, and you hanging out. I was about to say a normal Saturday night for me and Taylor. <laughs> 
And when Elmer woke up, listen, he was tied. He was tied up with the other two people. Not Elmer. Dean, no, Elmer's yeah, glue. Not no. Elmer glue. <laughs> <laughs> but Dean was in front, waving his 22 caliber pistol, screaming, I'm going to kill you, but first I'll have my fun. <gasps> Bitch. No. Yes. Yeah, Dean then carried Elmer. And now that I've seen like body pictures of him, how? Because this boy is like 4'9", skinny as shit. He looks like a dweeb. Anyways. <laughs> um, so he it's carried him the to rage. the kitchen. <laughs> Let him know how pissed off he was that he had brought a girl into his home. Not a woman. Uh, not a, a vagine. <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Sorry. Elmer pleaded with Dean to untie him and that he could kill both, like that they could kill both of them together. And I mean, eventually Dean did it. And they took the, they carried the other two victims in the room to be tied up on to the torture board. Um, but in order to do that, uh, let me say this first. Elmer waited until the guy that he brought back had been taken care of or killed before he picked up Dean's gun and killed Dean. He shot him and <gasps> killed him, putting an end to their crimes for good. Um, and let the Rhonda woman survived. go. Yeah. Let my people go. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's so weird so this happened in the 70s Rhonda kept her mouth shut until 2013 what? and yeah she did not speak about it once until 2013 I don't know why or how but she said and this is quote that Dean's behavior had visibly shaken something in Elmer's mind and this is what she said he stood at my feet and just all of a sudden told dean that this couldn't keep going on he couldn't let him keep killing his friends and that it had to stop she reported that to abc 13 and then she said dean looked up and he was surprised so he started getting up and was like you're not going to do anything to me then without another word elmer shot dean six times with a gun killing him yeah. I wonder if she thought, like, Dean was the only bad guy. Like, she came over to hang out with Elmer, and Dean, like, snapped. And I don't know. Well, I guess... No. I don't know. No, I'm thinking, like, she thought Dean was the only bad guy, and she's like, oh, Elmer, like, saved my life, and I just wanted to get the fuck out of there and not think about it ever again. Yeah. And so she didn't say anything, like, to police or anything. Yeah. But then the more and they dig into the story, they're like, okay, like, these two other guys have been working with Dean, even if they're not the ones, like, actually doing the killing. Or maybe they were. Were they helping with all that? Or were they just bringing They were people? doing everything. They were raping oh, okay. and they were killing. Okay. Well, okay, so Brooks, the original accomplice, there was no evidence, and he denies it to this day that he helped kill anybody okay um remember he said elmer was especially sadistic yeah so like i think that 
that Brooks kind of gave his distance because he was not in any of the articles after Elmer kind of became a part of it. Oh, like okay. he wasn't as prominent as he was at first. So he kind of got replaced and kind of had like an out. Well, he was still there, like pr- in pr- like in physical form, okay. but I feel like it wasn't required most of him because okay. Elmer was the more sadistic, more willing. Elmer one to do was it. the glue. <laughs> yeah, you could say Elmer was the glue that held them together. You bitch. <laughs> that was good. Oh my god. I wish you were here so we could do that. That's so funny. You could say he was the glue. He was the glue that held them all together. You bitch. <laughs> Anyway, I can't help it. I'm so funny. You're so quirky and different. (laughs) So after Uh, killing Dean, quirky turkey, quirky turkey, you guys. Um, you're not gonna believe this part. Elmer quickly called the police to confess what he'd done. He and Brooks soon made official confessions stating that their involvement in the crimes, stating their involvement in the crimes, and offered to show police where the victims were buried. However, Brooks denied actively participating in the murders. And within a week, bitch, investigators recovered 17 bodies from makeshift graves and a boathouse shed. Then... Another 10 bodies were found on High Island Beach and in the woods near Lake Sam Rayburn. What? Yes. Oh my god. But if you're doing math, that's only 27 victims. Yeah, where's the last one? Police didn't find the remains of the 28th victim until 1983. What? And yeah, and unfortunately it remains unknown how many others Dean might have killed. Yeah. that henley and brooks didn't know about you know yeah because he could have killed people before he could have killed people on his own like without anyone's involvement period yeah i'm telling you and so i like i said i think elmer and brooks are disgusting and killers yeah. so there was a little bit of justice so henley was convicted of six murders and sentenced to six life sentences for his role in the crimes. Good. Good. Brooks was only convicted of one murder and received one life sentence as well. And since then, both men have been described as serial killers for their involvement in the Houston mass murders. Wow. And scene. (laughs) That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's so sad, though, because it's like, he's dead, so, like, he can't tell anybody who else right. he's murdered. Right, and I I didn't, I couldn't find an article if there were other, like, I, was, I looked, like, generally to see if there were other missing yeah. boys at the time that these murders were going on, uh-huh. and I couldn't find, I think there was, like, two or three. Yeah. But... Like, I couldn't find any correlation with it. Yeah. So, I I bet. It's one of those things, too, because it's like if he also targeted, like, people who weren't going to, like, be missed, like, people who were running away or, like, hitchhiking across the states, like, on travel and stuff, they could have been from anywhere. So, it wouldn't have even been, like, oh, young boys or 
you know, young men missing from the Texas area. It was in Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it could have been people from like just people that were hitchhiking or anything from fucking anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or runaways from anywhere. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, this story was wild. I think this is the grossest story I've covered. Yeah, Except for that so one story sad. I covered where that girl was abducted by, like, the family friend that slept Twice. with the mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> all the, all the, keep Brover. the aliens away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh you guys, God. let us know what you think. Like I said, <laughs> you guys don't utilize that fucking Google form, which you should. Check yeah, it all Josh the time. made it. He spent so much time making it, and it's beautiful. Yeah, graphic design is my passion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hit us up. Let us know what yeah. you think. Give us ideas. We still have stories on the way. Don't forget, it's every other week now. Yes. We are busy we women. Are busy, busy bees. Yes work bitch um yeah so email us at the tipsy taste give us ideas feedback uh give us your own personal stories with whatever paranormal true crime whatever you have uh follow us on instagram and twitter at the tipsy taste um fill out the form yeah let us know. Yeah. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bitch. Bitch. Bye, Bye. bitch. Hey, bitch. Whoa, what up, whoa, bitch? Whoa. What's up, my dick, <laughs> <Suck> my dick <laughs> bitch? <laughs>